0: Liberty Pole. I'm your host Cole Williams and uh, here with my two co-hosts this week Blake Bachelor and Rock Stevens. Glad to have you back Rock.
1: Glad to be back.
0: Yeah you took a little uh, hiatus from the podcast huh?
1: Yeah I was busy. I had a couple things to deal with.
0: Yeah I, it's understandable. We just did a couple of uh, interviews so you, you weren't necessarily needed but you did miss out on some really good conversations. So I think Blake can attest to that. Yeah, them yeah I'll listen to him. Lake, how's it uh how's it been going this week, man?
1: Pretty
2: good, pretty good, can't complain.
0: So, uh so we, yeah, like I said, you missed out on an awesome episode last week with Michael Fulcher. And uh, so this week we're gonna kinda shift gears a little bit and and, and and get back to like us three talking about a certain topic and, and the topic we really wanted to touch on this week. And, wildly enough, we haven't touched on it yet. Is, is the crazy year of 2020, the year that will very likely be the defining year in our history books when we look back 40 and 50 years, and we see a wild election. I mean, it, just an unprecedented election. Uh, the coronavirus, which which locked down our country, killed hundreds of thousands of people in our country and millions around the world, and you had the riots after George Floyd was murdered, and that, that was really... Blake, you might disagree with this. I'd say that was as bad, or if not worse, than the LA riots. And and I think that that might have been you know some of, some of the worst civil unrest we've seen in our country in, in, in quite some time, especially in our lifetimes and 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 our, you know majority of our listeners' lifetimes. And, and the fact that we hadn't touched on that, me and Blake were kind of talking and we said, you know, this is definitely a topic that we that we want to talk about. And, and it's it's kind of a minefield when we start talking about you know. Race relations and, and civil unrest, and then you know even the election and was it stolen? Was it rigged? Did Donald Trump get cheated out of the, the out of an election win? And then especially the minefield of January six. But we, you know, we we're not scared to talk about uh, intense things on this podcast and things that might get us in trouble. So so we're going to go ahead and tackle all of the uh, controversial subjects tonight on this episode. Um, Blake. Do you have anything, you know, opening, any opening statements you want to make about 2020 in general, the year we experienced last year? You know, whatever, whatever you might want to say.
2: Yeah, it was all pretty wild. I mean, you had like four different events, like you said, from the the way the election went to the race riots to COVID. All of it in any single year would have made the year crazy. And we had it all in, you know, 12 month period. So that made that made it one for the history books, like you said.
0: Yeah, um, that I got. Yeah, it was. It's funny that like what you just pointed out. You know, if you had the the civil unrest, that would have most certainly made it into the history books as badly as as we saw it this year. Or if we had the coronavirus, or the elections of 2020. But then you throw all of that in together, and you really you have this. You know, it's a ticking time bomb in our country, and it's something that we really need to talk about. Uh, Rock, do you have any opening statements that you would like to make about yeah. this subject?
1: Kind of what Blake said. I, I think the way everything happened and in the order of which it happened um, really made per, for a perfect storm leading up to the election. Because um, yeah. I, I believe personally if coronavirus doesn't happen and the civil unrest doesn't happen then Donald Trump's our president right now. Um, By the trajectory of how the economy was going. And I mean, obviously they use that to shill him a lot throughout the whole thing. So, I mean, I, I think... That between the coronavirus and the civil unrest, that really changed the course of history for the U.S. for a long time financially, especially.
0: Well, but, I would actually disagree with you on that. Surprise, surprise. That the economy was <laughs> not actually performing that well, and, well, and uh, there's a lot
1: of statistics that does say that it was it was slowly starting to decline, which is obviously people can see that. Um. Which, I mean, I'm not going to deny that. I'm just saying that, obviously, coronavirus made a sharp decline. I mean, and it I, was yeah. in a way that
0: I see your
1: point. It, the economy wouldn't have been a relevant subject in the 2020 election cycle if it wasn't for coronavirus. Because I think the economy would have still been good enough where everybody would have been talking about how good the economy was. not that there was a slight downturn in the economy.
0: Well yeah, well so kinda of my point and I say I know exactly what the point you're making and my only point is not really against what you're saying, but just in general that that Donald Trump was touting this economy and, and people were feeling good about the economy and they were really seeing, you know, some tangible effects of the good things Trump had done. But I just think I just think that Trump had done some superficial things to make you know to to make certain numbers within our economic system look good. Like um the trade deficit, which, in reality, he increased the trade deficit with China in his four years, which you could definitely argue was not completely all of his fault at all, you know, given the last year and a half or so. But, you know, unemployment numbers are not necessarily a, a, a telltale sign of a good economy. Blake, do you have anything to add on that before we get off that? Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it was, we were approaching bubble territory even before COVID started. Uh, yeah. It was just yeah. a good good thing to make it pop i guess
0: yeah well i honestly i'm not sure we've seen it pop yet that's the scary yeah. thing I, I think that the bubble's still intact well, they, you know they're pumping more hot air into it yeah so yeah i mean i i, I completely see your point rock uh for sure that donald trump's uh, big talking point was going to be his economy in the four years if, if it hadn't been you know Visibly destroyed to the American people who don't necessarily understand economics past what the GDP looks like and the unemployment rate looks like. I, so I completely understand the point. So I actually wanted to talk to you guys about something relating to Donald Trump to some extent. So Nancy Pelosi denied McCarthy, the you know the minority speak or the minority uh, House leader for the Republicans, denied him uh, two spots. Uh, Jim Jordan, I think, from Missouri. Uh, I can't, can't exactly remember what state he was from. Ohio. Ohio, okay, yeah. And uh, another representative from Indiana. I'm not 100% sure what his name was. Anyway, uh, so th- those two were outspoken Trump supporters, and Pelosi would not allow those two to be on the January 6th uh, investigational board. <laughs> so McCarthy pulled all of his Republicans off. So now <laughs> I was reading, a uh, I believe it was a CN- CNBC article that said that they still have a – bipartisan board to investigate the election results and blake would you uh care to venture who the republican representation on this investigational board is
2: i have not seen
0: liz cheney so that that, that's that's the bipartisan that's the republican hero that will really give some balance to this investigation and make sure it's not political persecution on the part of the left and the democratic party you know liz cheney who's going to be investigating you know domestic terrorists when her dad waged a war against the country and killed millions (laughs) of innocent people, you know, in the name of neoconservatism and protecting uh, Israel and giving us a a power hold in the Arabian Peninsula. Yeah. It's just cute little narratives that that pop up that some people, you know, kind of miss if you just peruse over it in the news. But I just, I found that funny. I know Blake, you, you, you would get a kick out of it, but we can kind of move on from there to So, so kind of to start, 2020 you know we we see we see this virus like uh developing in china and it was really like one of those things it's like everybody's kind of watching from afar and like what well, you know what is this thing and before we know it everything shut down and what more early march last year and and and, yeah. and people were saying you know two weeks to flat to to you know to flatten the curve and and we don't want hospitals overrun and, and it was really like it all to me it felt like it, it, the lockdowns happened so fast that there was never a discussion or a debate to be to even be had on whether that was the right course of action. It was like the Machiavellian players that, you know, do Machiavellian things took 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 the levers of power, you know, like, like government agents do in response to some sort of fear that, that the people are under and they quote unquote fixed the problems. And I just don't think I, I think that the lockdowns hit us so quickly that we, we there was never a debate Even Republicans didn't challenge it, which Republican Party has been a lot better on the coronavirus, you know, in my view, than the Democratic Party has. Donald Trump was for the lockdowns, let's not forget, and 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 a big proponent of Fauci for a while, and and I feel like that really in early March we really got thrown into like a tumultuous time in in this country, and we really hadn't grasped what had happened in two or three weeks. Uh, do, Do you kind of feel where I'm coming from on that, Blake? Like a like it was it was one of those deals where like everybody was kind of nobody was, was, was seeing it as nefarious actions by, by maybe the left or like totalitarian, you know, politicians who wanted to control power. They really kinda of saw it as like this virus might be dangerous and, and, and this yeah. happened so quick that we don't we don't know what to do and there was no debate yeah. to be had. You you kinda of feel what I'm saying about that?
2: Yeah, well nobody had any good information. A lot of people were genuinely concerned about what was going on. Yeah, I was. So too. I mean, it's, it's understandable for somebody's offering some type of solution, even if it's somebody you don't normally trust. It's easy to kind of go along with it, especially if they're saying it's just going to be a two week thing and we'll go back right back to normal.
0: Yeah. So I, so that was that's kind of my feeling on how the lockdowns happened, and that like, and then from there you just kind of felt everything get tense, like sporting events, which are like it or not people's way to vent at night. You know, they go to their crappy nine to five job and they come home and vent at night, canceled everything canceled, and everything is canceled, and, and uh, people really, you know, take to Twitter, take to Instagram, and and go at each other's throats over, you know, partisan messages and partisan issues, and then we wake up one morning, and we see this horrific, and it, and it was a horrific video, of Derek Chauvin putting his knee in George Floyd's throat for, you know, eight minutes, and what, third, 40 seconds, something like that, and, you know, as a result george floyd's life ends and 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 then from there i i really felt like there was that nobody really had control over what was going on at that point i felt like it was it was just a narrative that that was that was happening it was just facts on the ground that was happening and, and you saw that people who who hadn't had sports their schools were canceled their churches were can't they had nothing to do these people took go to the work. streets correct Probably you can't go to work these people yeah. took to the streets and, and, and you saw, you know, a small but loud and violent majority, I mean, minority, damaged property, hurt innocent civilians. And, and really, most of the anger and malice was not turned at the police departments, the, the legal systems, the courts. They, it was turned at, you know, and I'm not sure this was even malice. towards. I think it was just opportunism of, of, of a minority within these protesters who were actually out, out in the street for what they perceived as a good thing. That this this kind of destruction was turned towards private businesses and, and, and you know entrepreneurs who were just trying to make a living, and and on top of, you know, the government picking winners and losers in that regards, now now the mobs picking winners and losers in business, and and then that and that that really you you saw that that just destroyed private businesses in these in these larger communities like New York, Minneapolis, you know, Los Angeles, places like Atlanta, places like that. So I. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Hunter or Blake? I mean, you, I'm sure you both have some major thoughts on that. I'm just kind of like replaying the activities that Twain went in. We can kind of discuss it.
1: Yeah, it was pretty crazy the way um you saw different people mixed in, even with the peaceful protesters, because I believe there was a large portion of protesters that were there for the right reasons, and they were there for actually what standing up for what they believed in. But then you saw people who were obviously there for their own reasons that were just using it as a way to go and get you a new TV from Target and burn down the local Target, even though Target's super liberal in the sense of a, a corporate company and and other small uh, private-owned black businesses. I mean, you had literally places that said, please don't hurt my business, I'm a black-owned business, and their They're places were getting absolutely wrecked. Yeah. I mean, absolutely wrecked. You're talking about – like ruining black lives, that literally ruins some people's lives. Because you know what? I mean, an insurance company literally probably is not going to give them jack squat for that. Because um, I mean, that, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that was really sickening to me. Is that there was people that was mixed in that really did not care. They were just there for their own self benefit, and um, it, it kind of that's what made everything violent. And then once you see some people getting away with it it led to a domino effect all across the country. Like, hey, if, if I, they can go to Target and steal a TV, then I can go to Target and steal a TV and I have no consequences. And I think that's really where the, the protesting went from being a, a good thing to, like, yeah, probably need to tampen down on something. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, of course. it's I mean, it's much easier to be a, a bad actor within a mob. Blake, uh, what are your yeah. kind of thoughts on, you know, the, the, how how we went from the lockdowns and people were, you know, kind of, they, they had all this, you know, I don't even know what to call it, energy maybe built yeah. in, like maybe negative energy built in themselves, and then you know you wake up and you see this. And, and I don't care who you are, Republican or Democrat, you know, it was bad. What Chauvin did was, it, it looked bad. And, and, and what are your kind of thoughts on oh, uh, what transpired after that?
2: Yeah, people have got to have something to do. Um, people, I mean, like I said, when you take their jobs away, when you take their entertainment away, you can't go out and do anything. They're going to find something to do for themselves. And uh, the Chauvin case was pretty much a flashpoint. And I think you all are right. Opportunism is the right word. Because a lot of these people burning down businesses weren't doing it to eat the rich or any other type of ideological reason. They were just (laughs) burning and looting. Because, like I said, they needed something to do. Not that that's any type of good excuse, obviously. But, um, yeah. And people a lot of them didn't turn to burning stuff or looting or whatever but a lot of people turned to things like drugs. I saw the other day 2020 was had the most overdose deaths I think ever on record. It was yeah, like a 70% 50%. jump from the year before. But at least the world drugs is working. Oh yeah. Certainly. But I mean people have been saying that the whole time during the lockdowns that it's going to have adverse effects. Even yeah. if it's once
1: not immediately yeah. seen. Yeah, and, yeah. What do they say? Uh, Idle mind as a devil's workshop. Yeah. Yeah. So, and,
0: I, I don't I want I want to touch on this as well the like the media I know that I know that it's like a hot button issue to say that the media is biased but it, like the mainstream media and and Hollywood and athletics I mean just basically everything other than Fox News and the daily wire is so obviously controlled by the left at this point that that there was like a, a there was no you know, Biden comes out a month after the riots and says we don't need to be rioting in the streets. And I'm going to use this guy's phrase: "Come on, man!" Like, people are being hurt. Like innocent people are being hurt. Like Rock, like, like Rock, Rock said, black business owners, which you have a lot of in inner cities, like in New York and Atlanta and Minneapolis and so on, you know, they were being their live their livelihoods, everything they worked for, destroyed. And, and you have Democrats who who you know didn't say a word about about the violence in the street. But, you know, they're the dressing their African garments and coming to the, you know, the, the, the household <laughs> and, and get on a knee or whatever. I don't hear, you know, y'all, I'm sure the yeah. listeners remember. Yeah,
1: pull that That, yeah, that dress up show and up. that was shown. And, and,
0: and, and, and then the media is just so, like, radio silent or, or calling it mostly peaceful protest. And, and in the background, you see buildings on fire. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I just think that... that Yes, it's so obvious that I'm even going to say this, but that is so harmful to the social fabric of our country, because when people are seeing that, you know, people who who might have been on the fence about, you know, militarization of police or government crackdowns to stop this violence in the street are going to say, and you know what, I don't blame them. They're going to err on the side of the police and law and order. And so we're just going to see, uh, you know, a tightening restriction in, in police action and, and anti-riot and anti-protest laws and and more spying and, and it's because you know mainstream media is just so reluctant to even criticize violence burning and looting in the street because it, it fits their narrative and then to kind of tie that together you see january 6th so so i was doing a little bit of research it's estimated that 25 or 26 people died during the uh, george floyd you know riots protests whatever you want to call them and and what three three people died at the at the Capitol "quote unquote" riot, and none of them were for violent injuries, save Ashley Babbitt, yeah. who was shot by a, a Capitol police officer. Which police I'm not, officer. you know, I'm not, I'm not.
2: Which we still don't have any information on.
0: Correct. We we have no information. Yeah, on that got swept which, under the rug. You know, if you if you reverse that role and and Ashley Babbitt is a Black Lives Matter, you know, of course, a Black Lives Matter supporter, and, and that police officer is white, we have more riots in the street. There's no there is no arguing that. You know, in any way, and and what I do think that the, you know the 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 Trump supporters who stormed to uh, storm the Capitol building were, were they wrong? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were wrong. Were they were were they misled? Likely, yeah, I'd say they were misled, and they didn't have all the information. But at least they're not taking their anger out on private citizens and private businesses. They hurt like legitimately. Mur- they no one was murdered during this whole Capitol. Uh, riot at all, and, and and you turn on the TV that night, and and it's a coup, and 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 Donald Trump tried to tried to force a coup d'état of uh, the United States government, and, and, and I'm just thinking once again to use Joe Biden's phrase, "Come on, man!" I, at some point, this narrative's got to quit of, of political persecution towards you know conservative actors and populist actors, and I trust me, I don't I don't necessarily like them either, folks. <laughs> you can ask my two co-hosts. I'm not a big fan of the the MAGA cult. And, uh, But, uh, you know, I'm going to stand up for even the worst scoundrels, civil rights, and you have people in the hole uh, who have not seen the light of day but maybe an hour to talk to their li- uh, lawyer for what, what's it been, five months now, Blake? Four months? Uh, it's evil. Yeah. It's political persecution, and there's no checks and balances to say this is wrong, and nobody on the right is saying a word about it because the right is too scared, and the only thing they can do well is be a reactionary force. They have no principles whatsoever. I got to, I didn't mean to go on a little rant there, Blake, but uh what kind of your thoughts on, you know, the 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 differences and similarities between the Capitol the Capitol riot and the George Floyd riots or what ensued after George Floyd's death. Because I'm not gonna attribute that to George Floyd.
2: Yeah, I mean you pretty much covered it as far as January sixth goes. Uh, the media hyped it up. They told everybody for months that I can't remember the officer's name that died after the riot it was because he got dude, attacked right, by shit, protesters and he finally, yeah, that's Sicknick or something like that. But they eventually quietly acknowledged that he died from some type of natural cause. I think it was a stroke or something, which is still terrible for his family. Yeah. But his his death was used, I mean, they had a big funeral at the Capitol for him. It was used to to promote this idea that the sixth riot was some type of coup, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and the but going back, what you said about—I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. I mean, going back to what you said about the
0: reports where he got his head bashed in by a fire hydrant—categorically
2: right. untrue. Yeah, well, that's what
0: I, I'm just gonna—I'm gonna put that yeah. out. That was categorically
2: <laughs> untrue. Yeah.
0: Demonstrably yeah. false. That did not happen. Anyway, I'm sorry, Blake. Sorry. And they
2: ran with it for months.
0: Yeah, of course, of course but, yeah. they did, and never retracted on their statements whatsoever.
2: Yep. But um. Going back to the, the Florida riots, I'm, what made me so mad about it is because they really did, the way the riots went on, really ruined a lot of progress that I saw. Because right after the video came out, there were I don't, tons of people that I knew personally that I never thought would say anything about, maybe we need to restrain the police, back off militarization, get rid of qualified immunity. But as soon as these riots started all across the country, of course that, I mean, right or wrong, they're gonna change their mind on that thing, and go back right back to the old law and order so stance and everything. I mean that's what made me Yeah, I mean it's that's a natural thing to do when you see your cities burning. Or, like I said, that was just the most disappointing part of it for me. I agree with you. Because it was a good chance to get some things done and yeah. they got squandered.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah, I I agree with you too that and you know, even the democratic, you know, police reform bill wasn't bad, to be honest with you. But they were trying to get rid of uh, qualified immunity and it just just there. That's a good thing. Yeah, like, like I know that you, the right, and people on the right feel like they have to be reactionary towards that. No, no, no. Qualified immunity is a good thing. You, you. So, 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 so the argument against qualified well, immunity.
2: qualified immunity is a bad thing. Do what? Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, just so, saying I'm qualified sorry, immunity. I mean, is a bad I'm getting thing. rid
0: of. Yeah, getting rid of qualified yeah. immunity is a good thing. So the argument right. against qualified yeah. or for qualified immunity is that the people who have, literal, who literally has the monopoly on violence over your life can tell you what to do at gunpoint, cannot also be persecuted in court by you or, or sued in court if you feel that, that you were wrongly treated by, you know, the police or some sort of federal or state enforcement agency. And and, and I'm not really even sure I understand that argument from the freedom-loving small government side. But, you know, <laughs> getting rid of qualified immunity is a, is a good thing. There were some good things, like you, like you said, on both sides about police reform. And then immediately you see, you know, the fires and the looting and, and the robbery and people just getting beat over the head with a club in these cities. And, and, you know, even part of me, who's, you know, not, not a big fan of the police guys, but, <laughs> but I'm kind of like, you know, this, we pay the police a lot of money. This probably needs to be stopped, you know? And and I can only yeah. imagine what your average Fox news, you know, listener who's already pro police were thinking during, during the riots. But,
1: uh,
2: but there again, they really didn't do I much. Mean, to stop them right.
1: January, yeah, I mean, my thoughts on January. What? I mean, my thoughts on January six is kind of what we go back to earlier, with the um, the whole thing about the targets on where it was at. I mean, all these protests that you see with the Black Lives Matter wasn't focused towards the right areas, where at least on January 6th I saw they did go towards a place that would have made a change. Not that it was right or wrong. And yeah. like, but well, mean, yeah, at least kind of, they're protesting yeah. in the areas. Like, I mean, I can understand like if Black Lives Matter went around to each of the police station. not that I promote burning down a police station, but it's understandable that <laughs> that they would go and burn down a police station whenever the police cause an issue. Of course. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, was, I mean, that was I the main was, thing. Yeah. I, I mean,
0: that's kind of my baseline argument. There is like, come on, Black Lives Matter. Like, let's let's protest what we're protesting, you know. And if we're gonna get violent, let's get violent mm-hmm. where we want to get violent at, not get violent against literally people who are completely innocent in this whole debacle. And, and, and yeah, yeah, I think you make an important yeah. point. I kind of want to move on to the election. We're gonna cut, try to keep this one short since our last few were so long. We just kind of wanted to cover, you know, this crazy year. We've kind of touched on everything, and we haven't even gotten to the to the. You know, whichever way you want to look at it, the the stolen election (laughs) or the election that (laughs) Joe Biden inexplicably won without campaigning. Uh, Blake, what are your thoughts? You know, if you have any closing statements about the riots or January 6th, that's fine. But what are your thoughts on the election? Just in general, the 2020 election between Donald Trump and
2: Joe Biden. So as far as the election... I disagreed with the the whole mail-in voting stuff completely. That was obviously a play by the Democrats to get um, more votes on their side. They've, they've worked on ballot harvesting for years. Donald Trump made a strategic mistake by talking so poorly about it all the time, which probably alienated, alienated some of his voters from voting by mail-in, because, you know, a lot of Republican voters are elderly. They didn't feel good about going to the polls in the middle of the pandemic. As far as election fraud, I think it's possible but the Trump camp had a lot of time to prove some prove or bring some evidence that election fraud happened and they didn't really produce anything. Um, so I don't I don't really have any strong opinions as far as the election goes. Yeah, so release as far the as crackin'. election fraud goes. So
0: yeah, release the Kraken. So Yeah. So you do you, you remember because me, you you and I had some disagreements about the election. And then after the election, like I'm – I wasn't pulling for Donald – I, I did, honestly didn't care that much. And, but I, I was open to the possibility because of the anomalies that we had seen and because of how crazy 2020 was in general and, and all these rules were changed arbitrarily before the election. And I, like you said, an obvious power grab and ballot harvesting by, by the Democratic Party. But but they're they're Machiavellian. They're smart. They know how to win. That's the like you know they they beat the right so much, and 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 the right would do the same thing if they could get away with it. And and my thought was is is prove prove this in court, and I'll be on your side. You know. But but like you said, you had three months to. And, and nothing came of it. And I don't want to hear the crap about the Supreme Court didn't hear any of your cases. There aren't that many bad judges and that many circuit courts that are going to deny your case because they're, you know, got their pom-poms on pulling for Joe Biden to win the election. Give me a break. And, 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 and we really saw no substantial evidence at all. We heard some crap about the, the Dominion voting machines and, and the spike in, what, Michigan? Or no, Pennsylvania, I'm sorry, the spike in Pennsylvania. Uh, and, yeah.
2: and and that's me at all. But
0: there's always anomalies in elections. Literally always anomalies in elections. There will always be. We're in a country of three hundred and fifty million people. This is a this is a large base to, that votes for their leaders. And and there's always gonna be anomalies and every time you lose you can't just scream election fraud. Which which, granted, is what the left did in twenty sixteen. So I am not gonna just, you know, scoop past yeah. that. The left did this, the left claimed Donald Trump was not their legitimate president for a year and a half. And now they're saying anybody who does that with Joe Biden's a terrorist and a traitor, give me a break. But I, I yeah, it was just really like,
1: four years. I mean they carried on the Russian collusion thing yeah, that's throughout true. the polls.
0: That's true. And, and Cycle, so, so give yeah. me a break on that. But but also give me a break on Donald Trump was cheated. The, the you know the 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 proofs and the pudding you know like like i'm treated like a crazy person when i say that donald trump probably wasn't cheated in the election because i've seen literally no proof of it and, and 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 that's just the polarization that that we have in this country at this point and i really think that what we talked about in this like kind of little mini episode about 2020 i think that that has led to that where on one side you're treated as a, a literal terrorist if you believe that donald trump won the election is that and 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 Joe Biden cheated to, you know, to win the election. And on the other side, you're treated as a crazy person for not wanting to jump to conclusions about Donald Trump in the election. And I find that as a major problem. I'm not sure about y'all, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I, I, just, I, I'm not sure, you know, we, we, and then we can talk about the fact that, you know, Donald Trump pushed this narrative. And then, you know, before I, I will say this before the January 6th riots, insurrections, protests, whatever you want to call it, Trump's speech was quite inflammatory. I, I I went back and listened to it. It was not. I, I and I don't agree with people being held accountable for their words. Period. I, I think that uh, Marshall wasn't uh, Chief Justice Marshall destroyed that narrative uh, about the fire in a crowded theater. That's that doesn't actually hold up. But it's it is a it's a cute little saying that people say, and they actually have no legal precedent on on on, on how that's tried in court. I don't think Trump should be held responsible for what his followers did. I, I don't believe that at all. But I do think that Donald Trump is to blame in, in, the, court of, in the court of public opinion for, for what did happen, what transpired on January 6th. Uh, Blake, do you have any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I can't blame people for thinking that election fraud could have happened. Um, after, like you said, the year we had, the way the media colludes with the left, generally. And like you said, at the same time, the left, the media, whatever, and like Rock said, has spent four years conspiracy theory after another, saying the election was stolen, it was Russia, it was Ukraine, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as that the most previous election was over, if you even questioned it whatsoever, you were insane. And that was the narrative, and that's what they stuck up yeah. to all the way through January. Yeah, um, I, I agree. That's you. my biggest takeaway, is just, you know, media malfeasance once again. Yeah. But no, Donald Trump yeah. likely didn't get cheated just from evidence I've not seen. The Supreme Court yeah. isn't going to reinstate I mean, him sometime this year. The military is not going to take over and reinstate him. Um, yeah, please stop. Any, that. Any you know, like if you, that you're, you're listening to this yeah. and you believe in k
0: please stop. Like, I'm begging you, yeah. please stop for your sake. Yeah. Yeah. I care less about me, please stop. Yeah. I, I, Honestly, it's getting ridiculous. It is getting absolutely ridiculous that people are still pushing that narrative about QAnon, and, and you know, yeah. and then we and because of things like that, we have the Capitol rioters, quote unquote. I'll say that again, chanting that they want to behead or hang Mike Pence. And That's absolutely ridiculous. Right. that's what I ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I don't like Mike
1: yeah, Pence, but he's an
0: upstanding politician yeah. if there is one. I got you know I I yeah. I come on guys. But and he seems to be a good person, just yes, generally. Yes, but, but he betrayed, yeah. betrayed. King Darius in the final moments, so he needs to be hanged. Yeah. I, I, for for you know upholding the Constitution, which they which they tout on the right like it's their, you know, binding document that they get down on a carpet and worship four times a day, face to the sun, you know, and, and and Mike Pence upholds that document, and they want to hang him for it. It's just, I can't do it. And this is kind of what we wanted to talk about. You know, this episode is like whether whatever side you come from when you're listening to this podcast, kind of like with a clear view, really think back to what 2020 was and, and compare that to what narrative through your own confirmational bias that your preferred media source or your preferred media personality fed you every single night, whether it be Sean Hannity telling you all this uh, crap about, you know, election fraud or or about. Uh, George Floyd overdosing, and, and you know Derek Chauvin didn't do anything wrong. I'm not specifically pointing out Sean Hannity; it's just the name came to mind, or Rachel Maddow telling you that there's actual terrorists in the in the uh, Capitol building trying to kill uh, AOC. You know, I, I really that was kind of the point of this episode is to like do some like retrospective thinking about what transpired this year, what that means for your life personally, and, and the way you think about things. And, and really try to think about things and, and, and not such a partisan like a, a, a partisan motivated viewpoint and, 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 and kind of try to break out of that dichotomy that they have, they have us trapped into. And, and that is engineered, uh, obviously, is engineered to, to make the masses battle each other so they can screw us over in the background and, and nobody will actually care about that. Uh, Brock, you have any closing statements? We're going to keep this one short tonight. Uh, I think we covered everything we kind of wanted to cover.
1: Yeah. To go back on the point about uh, Trump inciting any of the riots through his speech, I, I don't necessarily support some of the things that he was uh, saying, but you can't look at his speech and listen to it and say that it was any worse than what the left was saying throughout oh, the whole George, yeah. George Floyd thing. Whenever, whenever you see Maxine Waters on the front of every single news outlet saying that they need to go out and be more violent. I mean, I, I don't know how more clear it gets. I mean, I mean they're trying to read between the lines to find something like that with Trump. But you have that getting touted every single day. And then as soon as Trump says anything close to it, oh, they hop on him like a dog. I mean, but like like I said, I'm not I'm not saying that one's right one's wrong. I'm just saying that it has to be held accountable on both sides equally. If you're going to do it on one side, you have to do it on the other. And I, I think that's, that's what's built up a lot of mistrust in the – both both sides of the media, not just one, but both sides of the media. That's there's been a lot of mistrust, and um, that's that led to a lot of the um, bad feelings that kind of blew up on both sides. Whether it was through George Floyd's protest or the January sixth. Yeah. Um, so. But I mean, to go back to the Trump thing, yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think it was stolen. It was really fishy. It was a great power move by the left to. Instill something that they like you said, Cole. They wanted to do it a very long time ago with the melon ballots, and I, I think now they've got it stuck. And um, I, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Um, I think it's a real issue for the Republicans if they don't try to figure out how to combat um whether it's to instill more like put push more melon ballots for themselves or to go full force and trying to get it eliminated. Um, not that I want to. Not that it's like a – not wanting people to vote because now the left has made it into a social issue saying that if you don't like mail-in voting, then it's uh, – you're taking away people's right to vote. Well, don't, don't, totally. don't you worry uh, That with the, universal, re, universal mail-in ballots don't is, you worry is the issue, the I Republican believe. The Party will be defending
0: – the right to mill in ballot vote in 2028 just like they always do <laughs> but uh i think we're gonna wrap it up guys um that was kind of our little rundown of 2020 next week's gonna be a an absolute banger i can guarantee you that and we're gonna focus in on a, on a hot button issue and uh so we hope you guys will tune in and just like a, a little side note before we get off uh the podcast is growing better than any of us expected and we greatly appreciate everybody who takes the time to listen. And we hope you guys, you know, interface with us on social media at the Liberty poll and, uh, you know, send us an email at the Liberty poll, you know, and, uh, and, and keep listening, share it with your friends. Like I said, uh, we we we're greatly appreciative for, for people taking the time to listen to to what we have to say. And we feel like we have some important things to say, you know, from a, from a humble, humble standpoint of, 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 of spreading a narrative that's not necessarily riddled with partisan hacks and and, and, and statements and viewpoints. So uh, I, that's kind of all I had to say at the end. I appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you guys next week.